You guys know when you take a hoodie off and you get those weird marks on your arm because it's kind of too tight for you, but you really like it because it's themed to Hellblade? Well, I, I have those now. <laughs> Hello everyone, my name is Luke Stevens. I will be the host for this here critique today. I don't know what the hell voice that was. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host Khaleesi. Khaleesi, what you got to say? Love it. Today we're critiquing Erica, which is the extremely experimental interactive movie video game with branching narratives. It's a really interesting project. It's done by Flavorworks, and we've heard rumblings about this type of game slash interactive movie being released before, but now it's actually a reality. It's here, it's only 10 bucks on the PlayStation Store, so I decided to give it a shot with my fiance. We sat and played through it, and I am here to critique it for you today. Oh yeah, speaking of, we're both on Instagram. I'll put links in the description. Here's my page handle thing. Check it out if you want to. You get behind the scenes looks. Lots of pictures of Khaleesi, why not? Now, of course, we're going to be critiquing the game today as part of a critique that involves getting into the nitty gritty of it, delving into all of the intricacies. And that also means lots of spoilers, pretty much spoiling the entire thing. So if you're sensitive to spoilers, if you're interested in this game, understand it's about two and a half hours. It's an interactive movie. It's got writing about akin to what I would consider to be a B-grade horror movie. It has some replay value. There's roughly six endings from my testing, and they all seem relatively benign, somewhat interesting, and each path you're going to be taking follows one of roughly three tracks. So that's a lot of info that probably wasn't helpful. <laughs> Point is, it's an interesting experience, and for 10 bucks, something really experimental in the niche artistic realm of the industry, I think it's worth supporting. I bought Erica the second I saw it at a PlayStation event earlier this year, and I only got around to playing it recently because I figured why not. And to be honest, I'm glad I did. I think for 10 bucks, it's probably worth your time. You can easily get five hours of enjoyment out of it. And it's also just a cool niche little thing. It's a fun sort of party game that you can pull out with some friends and try different branching sections. So if that sounds interesting, go check it out, play it yourself. This critique will be here for you when you get back. But with all that said, Let's jump into it. Now, obviously, Erica is a very cinematic experience, and because of this, you would expect that the filming would take a high priority in terms of the quality and attention to detail. And I can thankfully report that this is exactly what's been done within Erica. The cinematography is top notch, and really, I don't have anything extremely negative to say. I would say that there are moments where the lighting gets extremely out of control, like here, I, I, I get it. It's supposed to be dark and red. I get it. Maybe I am weird or in my own little niche. I like much more delicate, subtle invocation of emotion through color. I don't like it when I'm just being slapped in the face with color to evoke some sort of emotion. Like this, I get it. Like, oh, I'm sad, I'm depressed because there's blue everywhere. That means I'm sad. Or here, it's scary because it's red and dark. Like. I don't think that you need to be that ham-fisted with this type of thing. We'll get the emotion even if it's more subtle. But if that was my only problem with an interactive movie, it would be a pretty successful experience. But unfortunately, there's a lot of other things that kind of hold Erica back. And understand as I explain these things and these frustrations I have with Erica, understand this is a critique. I'm trying to find things to be upset about. But all told, there's a lot that this 
experience, it's not really a game, but this experience does very well. The fact that it is interactive, the fact that it's a film and it looks like a high quality, very well shot film. All of those are very good things. And at only $10, it's an experience that's also very affordable for what I'm sure had to go into it. Furthermore, there's a lot of really impressive attention to detail sprinkled throughout all of the different framings with the camera, all of the different set building that they've done, different narrative tricks that they pull with the viewer. And you're gonna notice most of this if you go back through it a second, third, or fourth time. First time around, you might not catch it. For instance, foxes. There's a ton of symbolism with regards to foxes throughout the story for reasons that become very clear towards the end of the story. And what's cool is that foxes are actually sprinkled throughout the entire film start to finish. And it's usually hidden in little pictures in the background of the scene or put right up in front of you with a actual drawing of a fox or even a fox running across the screen. But it is cool to see that they put that much attention to detail, sprinkling little callbacks and call forwards. And I feel like I'm describing an episode of Lost. Point is, there's a lot of attention to detail here that I didn't expect there to be, especially because it's not necessarily required for an experience like this. If you're playing an interactive movie, you tend to expect there to be a lot of fast-paced, maybe jump-scare type of things like you see in a game like Detroit Become Human or another game like Until Dawn. But Erica tries to do something different. It tries to walk the line much closer to the side of a movie as opposed to a game like something such as Until Dawn tries to do. It's not really an interactive narrative cinematic game. It's more of a gamified interactive film, if that makes sense coffee. I don't know why I'm drinking coffee. It is 8.30, p.m. as I'm filming this. I'm a fool. That's not decaf. Someone's not sleeping tonight. Another really impressive thing about Erica is the controls. They're incredibly fluid and they actually have an app that's dedicated to this game experience on iOS, on your iPad, whatever you want to use it on, you can actually play using your phone or tablet as your controller, which is pretty cool because most of this has to do with gestures, so you might as well just use your phone. You can use your regular PS4 remote using the touchpad, but I found that to be much clunkier and it's incredibly sensitive for such a small pad. I Point is, I preferred using my iPad or phone for interacting with the game. And luckily it works very, very well. And again, leading into the attention to detail and the care that they put into this, you can even create a sub network using your PS4. So if your Wi-Fi is really unstable, you can actually pair your phone directly to a subnet established by your PlayStation, which is really cool. Something I didn't even know the PlayStation 4 was capable of doing, but apparently it can and it works. And there's also some downright funny moments that take you by complete surprise because everything else is so dreary as you're going through the story. What? Can I have one? No. 
And like I said before, the whole experience is two hours roughly, give or take 20 minutes, depending on some of the choices that you make, at least in my testing. At first I was unsure what I thought about the length being so short, but I actually think it's very strategic and probably a good idea. For one, the game only costs $10 to purchase, so it's relatively cheap and you can go into it expecting something much smaller for only $10. Secondly, that allows them to lean heavily into the replay value because when the experience is only two hours or so, they can offer you a lot more replayability as opposed to a 15 hour experience because you can just go back through all the way and try to see how different you can make the game turn out or the narrative turn out. It's one of the downsides of a much longer game such as Until Dawn or Detroit Become Human because you're pretty well constrained to one bigger playthrough because it's so long. If you're gonna go back through it and completely redesign your choices, you can do that, but it's a much larger commitment in terms of the actual time you're spending in it. Whereas within Erica, you can play one run completely pacifistically, and then the next run, you're a total madwoman killing everybody every chance you get. Those are two very different choices, and it's only four hours to experiment with both. But this brings me to some of my larger problems with Erica, which mainly has to do with the writing. Cinematically, it's very impressive in terms of interactivity. It's very impressive. Each of these decision and split second choices actually work very fluidly. I never noticed any sort of weird hiccup or hitch, such as with Man of Madon, which was another game that came out recently that was just horrible. I'm not joking, Man of Madon, I think was the most insulting game in terms of quality and offering for price I have played in a very long time. Like you wanna hear me rant for two hours very angrily, get me talking about Man of Madon. I I'm already starting. I'm cutting myself off. But seriously, the writing here is flawed and problematic. It's in terms of quality, probably akin to a B-grade horror movie that you would see in select theaters on a Monday afternoon for a two week run. It's just not very good. It just kind of expects you to care about certain characters because they have a relation. So for instance, characters are constantly talking about Erica's mother and trying to motivate you to care about her mother. And when it comes up that she's probably or might be still alive, you're expected to be very excited and interested, even though the player has no reason to be emotionally invested in their relationship at all. Another example would be the father character who we open the game experience with seeing in a very seemingly loving relationship with Erica, playing with her and working with her on some sort of special power she has because of a butterfly birthmark on her arm. The father is the only extraneous character that you actually are introduced to for an extended, relatively speaking, period of time. And even he is quickly disregarded, killed off, and again, you're just expected to feel sorry for Erica because her dad died and that's it. And as for Erica herself, the performance is good, the acting is good, except for this section where she's crying and it seriously looks like somebody took a teardropper and just dropped the tears right on her cheek beforehand. Like, I do not believe she was crying. Her eyes aren't red at all. <laughs> Other than that, the performances across the board are actually halfway decent. There's a couple characters that leave a lot to be desired. Okay? I need to move. Doing? Here we fucking go. No, 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 no cleaning! No cleaning without supervision! Kirsty! It's okay, they won't mind. 
don't know. Don't you, you dare. It's not loud. Kirsty, no, no, Kirsty, no, no, calm no, down. No, no. Calm no. down. But specifically regarding the writing of Erica herself, there isn't much of a reason to like or care about her other than that she was a pretty cute little girl who seemed very innocent and has a butterfly birthmark, which makes her special for reasons. And it's unfortunate because I think there's a lot of potential with the delivery and the actress that they cast and everything, but they just don't do her any favors at all. And Erica is left just being this blank canvas upon which you're supposed to throw yourself as you're making choices, which I understand it makes sense. A lot of RPGs do this where their protagonist even if they're written out, is left to be fairly basic so you can just project yourself onto them. But I still think it would have been better off in the end as a total package, as an interactive film, if Erica had some more interesting writing, something to make her more unique, to make you care about her, more personality, anything to make you actually care about her. So when you see stakes get risen and risen, when her life is being threatened in the later sections of the game, you actually care and you're motivated to do something as opposed to what it is now, which is just that you're playing through and you just swipe some stuff because you don't really care about her either which way. And I'd like to think that this was a conscious choice on the part of Flavorworks to make her very bland and just a blank canvas upon which you can project yourself so that you can role play more easily. But it's also very, very likely that they tried to make her sympathetic with these flashbacks to scenes of her with her father and some of the lighter dialogue she has with characters, chances are it's just poorly written and not intentional, which I think is probably indicative of the overall quality of writing we're dealing with, where you can't actually tell if something was just a completely poorly executed attempt at a, a very specific choice or if it's just poorly done crap. And again, it's weird because it's clear that for certain points in the story, they were building and trying to establish huge reveal moments where the player is blown away, is surprised at this crazy plot twist. But instead, they foreshadow everything to the nth degree and they undermine their own narrative devices so consistently that by the time most of these big reveals happen and you're supposed to be blown away, you're just left saying, well, yeah, I, I know, I know. I thought we already knew that. But this brings me to the broader discussion of games and narrative experiences like this. I love how experimental this is. I love the fact that they're trying to blend film and gaming. I love this type of thing, which is why I chose to support it before I even really had decided whether or not I was going to be playing the game. As I said before, in this industry, you vote with your wallet. And if you want to support those developers who are treading through the narrative frontier, you have to vote with your wallet. You have to support them financially. Otherwise, something like Erica and more experimental projects like this simply won't happen. But I can't help to wonder if the genres that these types of games lean into aren't actually the best for them. What I mean is that games like this tend to lean heavily into the horror genre. They try to lean into jump scares and to thrillers, and they try to make it as exciting as possible so that when you're interacting with the app and with the game and making these choices, the stakes are really high because it's life or death in that moment. But I actually think that a much more tactical, slow and steady approach to something like Erica in a different genre could work very, very well. I mean, imagine something like this, but licensed to Game of Thrones or to the Chronicles of Narnia or 
Lord of the Rings, anything maybe where you're in a position of power, where you're having to make complicated political decisions that influence and impact the whole world that's underneath you. You can still have long cutscenes, you can still have extensive narrative exposition and moments of complex dialogue happening where you're making different choices that have different impacts on your relationship with characters that come in and out. I think it could be very, very cool, but it would be on the other side of the coin to what Erica is trying to do, which is trying to lean into thriller and horror type of genres of film. I'm not sure if that's the best. I think it might be worth exploring interactivity like in Erica, but in the realm of something slower, more political, more uh, dark, and slow paced. I think the attention span is there for those of us who are interested in this niche realm of gaming that you could do something that's much more heavily focused on the writing, on the characters, on the story arc, as opposed to just trying to focus on the micro individual moments of high stress, anxiety, and the like. But all told, Erica is actually a pretty interesting experience and I'm glad that I played it. Nikki's glad that she played it with me as well. She even, sat down and played through it for an hour or two all by herself, which is not very common for most video games. Normally they don't hook her like that. So this apparently has some broader appeal beyond that of just gamers specifically, which I think is worth noting. But as always, I want to hear what your thoughts are on all of this down in the comment section below. Have you played Erica? Are you going to give it a shot? Is it interesting? And what do you think about this genre as a whole? Let me know down below. Thank you for watching. Honestly and truly, it means the world to me. I love you all more than you could possibly know. And if you want to support the channel, critiques like this, head over to LukeStevens.net. You can get stickers such as this one of Khaleesi. She's the bearded dragon in the terrarium enclosure behind me. We have two different stickers of her. We have one of the Just Wow logo that's used on this channel in the most popular series I do here. So if you want to support the channel, check them out. Free shipping worldwide. I'll hand sign them right here at this table and ship them off to you. It supports me, supports the channel. You get something cool. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I'm filming, dude. <laughs> but that's all for me. Thank you for watching. I love you all. I'll see you in the next video. Peace out.